it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us. On today's podcast, I know we've talked a lot about gear and different types of gear and boots and helmets, what type of jackets, pants. One thing that we haven't talked about is when your gear has had enough and when it can be fixed. And joining us today is Denise, who is the owner-operator of Riders Repair, which is an amazing space in Edmonton, and the rest of the province should probably find a talented person to do this too. Welcome to our show, Denise. How are you today? I am awesome. I'm so happy to be here to be able to uh, help inform some individuals. Well, I think that you're probably the most educated person I know when it comes to repairing gear, but it didn't really start with motorcycle gear. You're a horse girl. There's a lot of different leather involved in that. Tell me a little bit about your history and how, how you got into kind of fixing things. Absolutely. Yes. So um, to my core, I am an equestrian, but my second passion is motorcycles. Uh at a very young age, I was introduced to repairing saddles, repairing bridles, all sorts of small pieces of tack, and went along through my career into that. And upon meeting quite a few individuals of the motorcycle community, they started to learn a little more about me and my obsession with horses <laughs> and uh, started to kind of question, hey, you know, if you can do those things, can you do something with my jacket or can you, you know, sew on uh, a new pocket or a new zipper or what have you? And I said, you know what, I'm pretty sure I can. I am a leathersmith. So let me look into it and uh, did some deep diving and let it roll <laughs> and welcome to riders repair yeah yeah so the name originated obviously with riding horses and then you ride a motorcycle so i just felt you know it is two passions that are part and parcel together so let's keep it all in one focus and then just to let everybody know this is actually kind of on your own time kind of a gig because you like me have a real job yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we do things that we love uh, in their downtime yeah absolutely it's it's a huge passion of mine to make sure that folks have the ability to keep the gear that they have in the best condition that they possibly can it's not cheap to go ahead and buy uh new gear or um have to start over from scratch if you've got a small little uh down that you've had on your bike or or whether you've had a crash on the track it's it's not inexpensive to replace so i like to be able to give people those options and it's so nice to see the the joy in people being able to keep pieces that maybe are special to them too yeah exactly so how how do you care let's start with the care for gear um and the different type of textiles like how what's the best way to care for your gear to get longevity out of it well absolutely the most important thing is um storage uh so with any of the gear that we do have it all should be kept in open air we should never have uh stored in 
things such as the um, zip bags that uh, can actually pull out any of the remaining area in the area or even just the suit uh, pieces that have a plastic panel on them. You should never put your gear inside that. If uh, you can keep it in the open air, that is going to keep it its longest that it it can. Um, second to that would be obviously maintaining its cleanliness and looking into any of the integral parts that have seamage. Uh, making sure that all those points are, are looked at regularly and that they function. And if they don't, then going ahead and, and taking them out of service for a period of time and, and take it into a reputable individual who knows the true reasons behind all of the components of the gear. So does that mean like for like leather and textile type gear, it's like making sure they're clean and kept kind of, is a closet okay versus in a zip? Absolutely. Absolutely. A closet is great. Um, your biggest thing is you just don't want to hang it next to something that might be in a dry cleaning bag or uh, what have you. You can, you can go ahead and place it in there with a whole bunch of your summertime coats if you're storing it in the wintertime, just as long as it's in the open air. Um, a little bit of space in between it and other items is great. If you've got a separate place to put it, even better. Um, but the, the most important thing yet, yeah, keeping it clean, keeping uh, the air circulating around it and uh, not allowing it to get musty or anything like that. So why is it important for our leathers or textiles to breathe? Is it so, because I know leather can get old and cracky. Is that one of the reasons? It, it is. It's one of the bigger reasons. Um, what it can do is it can compromise the integrity of the parent material. Parent material is just basically the large portions that are uncut, unseamed. Um, and once those areas are affected in any way, they will start to deteriorate. And it starts to look like drying. But what's actually happening is it's um, pulling away fibers and loosening that up. And a person might not notice it for a little while. And then they start to see a crack and they're, oh, I can just condition it. It'll be good. But there, there's things that do happen under the surface that we don't see um, that you want to prevent. Kind of like the same thing with helmets that, you know, the longer they go, they but people can understand that versus understanding it with clothing. Yeah, here. absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's unfortunately a lot of folks that don't quite understand how important your gear is and it is your last line of defense. So, you know what, if, if you have the multi-million dollars to go ahead and get full body skin grafts, by all means, um, either way, there's some pretty awesome looking gear out there. So, <laughs> and they have improved women's gear like crazy over the last few years. It's not all pink anymore. Which is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of variety out there. A lot of um, differences in styles in, in what they call in the fashion industry cuts. Um, but it's, it definitely has improved. Yeah, definitely. So let's get into 
what is mendable and what is too far gone and absolutely needs to be replaced? Like, where do you, as a professional, where would you draw that line if someone brought you a jacket or pants? For me, my basis is my heart, to be honest. And I care more about the people than anyone actually realizes. <laughs> um, oh, we'll get but, into that in a minute. <laughs> um, but really, there's there's a couple differences with uh, the types of gear. So you've got your textile and you've got your leather. So the textile, for the generality, they're usually fairly easy to completely repair. Um, you can have a full section seam to seam removed and replaced. Um, it's not as difficult to uh, manipulate as the leather um, and to match up. However, if you've got, you know, the areas that are starting to fray and uh, let's say you want to go ahead and put a new zipper in, but you've got that edging that's near that and it's fraying and kind of peeling back like one of those sweaters you unravel, <laughs> uh, might be time just to say, you know what, this is, this is past being a point where I would feel safe wearing this and going down. So I'm, I'm to the point where I want to replace it. Um, with leather, there's several different points that I do need to look at. Um, a lot of information that I don't really want to take up your time for here. And a lot of people really don't care. <laughs> they just fix it. Do, do this. It's like, well, I can't. <laughs> but, you know, the, the basis of it is, is it a piece that's a memento? Is it a piece that was an heirloom? Um, you know, your first piece ever. Um, there's things that I can do to give it a little more longevity, but I do extremely and strongly suggest folks to not utilize them in an actual ride. If they want to take them to like a, a bike show or a bike meet and, you know, have it as their piece, they're, they're walking around. Great. Um, but anytime someone does come in, I, I do let them know which which way I would like them to go because I want to see them around for a long time. No, oh, exactly. If someone was looking for your services, how would they find you? Well, there's a lot of different ways. <laughs> um, being based in the Edmonton area, I tend to generalize my uh, work within the Edmonton area. Do go to the outskirts of, say, Sherwood Park, St. Albert's, Bruce Grove. Um, quite simply, it's word of mouth has been the largest thing um just say hey anybody know who that girl is and we that tag you <laughs> and i do a lot and i actually had to push people to start tagging my business page <laughs> like i'm getting a thousand messages and i'm like who is this um but as well i do have the um private business page uh it's private for the reason that this is you know uh, a sensitive area and folks don't always want others to know that you know they they've gone down in a crash or what have you so uh that i do only contain on facebook i don't use the other social platforms as well as i do email but uh it's riders repair and alteration and 
there can be messaging done through there or even just post up your request. And I always get back to people. Might take me an hour or two, but I always get back. Well, like I said, this is our, uh, like me with this and you with that. That's our part-time fun for yeah. for fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know we, were, we brought you on to talk about your care for gear, but you did touch on how much you care about people. I really want to get into that with you because... Um, you and I connected obviously through motorcycles, uh, a while back and have recently, you know, formed much better, uh, friendship through admitting our different Facebook groups and, and having the same mindset of watching out for each other. I want to start with, um, the new riders Edmonton group that, that you created. Mm. Explain to people what that's about and why it's so important for you. Um, I just need to correct quickly. I didn't create it. It was created by a gentleman that moved here from Quebec. Oh. And the road rules are completely different there. Yeah. So he was stressed, wanted to do his exam, needed people to help. And at the time, folks were not so open about that. There was a lot of pushing to just just go ride, just go ride. And he said, no, I want to I wanna be safe. I want to, you know, have someone that knows what they're doing. Uh, show me the ropes. Um, so I got involved. He asked me, um, being that he felt that maybe a few more folks knew who I was and, uh, how strong my passion was, but it's, it's grown tremendously. There have been so many individuals that have gained such valuable information on keeping themselves safe on the road, keeping the other motorists safe on the road. Um, and in turn, becoming safer motorists, which is awesome. So part and parcel with that. Um, but it's it's super important to me because there needs to be a place for people to reach out and feel safe and have an outlet for all the millions of questions that they might have. Um, it's not just about going out and being able to ride legally um, by having a full classics uh, with you at all times. Uh, it's also those questions that, you know, you just can't find on the internet or maybe the internet's not too uh, <laughs> helpful. Um, and the, the amount of information that is shared within that group is such a godsend. It's, it's such a blessing to be the admin of that group. I, I say it every day to myself and sometimes comment it that it's such a blessing to be able to be quote unquote an admin on there. Um, just watching everyone grow, watching their wings soar on their bike and be safe doing it. Absolutely. And, and I'm in that group as well. And, and the one thing that I've noticed is where you could ask a question in my group, for instance, on the Edmonton Motorcycle Club page, and you will get a thousand different opinions that people in New Riders Edmonton are more focused on factual information and will back it up with factual sources, credible sources, which is a big rule for you in there, correct? Absolutely. Um, as well, um, I am in, in your group as well, and I do see that. And as well, I'm also admin on uh, Edmonton sport bikes and it's a it's a much different mentality in New Riders Edmonton because 
I am so strict. You know, these people are coming there for answers and they don't need the the opinions. They need the answers because they're they're stepping out of their comfort zone um, and something they've never done before. And these folks that have done it for five years, 10 years, 40, 50 years, they've got that experience. They've got that knowledge. And everyone is so happy to to give that out because we want to see all of these new riders be the legacy for the next generation. And as it builds going forward, each season i am hoping we're going to have a much more conscientious uh riding family in the whole community i think like we're growing towards that um there's a lot of crossover between all of our groups and i see in the edmonton motorcycle club although we still have our our fun people that's what we'll call (laughs) them the attitudes towards people asking questions that used to be you'd make fun of somebody for asking that question Mm -hmm. or something like that. The attitudes are changing. And whether that's from people like us who are trying to create a positive environment for motorcyclists um, all over the place or, or whatever, I'll take it. I'll take the growth every day. Um, The other thing I wanted to touch on, which, oh, sad day, sad day to see a post about the lending library shutting, shutting down. Um, I just, I want to touch on it just because maybe there's somebody else out there that might have the time and effort, uh, because I know it's a big thing. What was the lending library and how did that come about? Well, yeah, it, it was a difficult thing to, uh, to close, uh, the lending library. So Being in the community for a few years, watching folks uh, heading out and and not just new riders, but, you know, riders that have been around for long enough that they've seen a few folks go down, they've gone down themselves or, you know, just even that that really big, huge bumblebee mm-hmm. on the highway. <laughs> um, I had seen quite a few folks all in one day and it was not... Uh, sweltering heat day so no reason for that whole oh I'm too hot and those kinds of things Um, quite a few folks were not wearing gear of any sort other than a helmet and I thought to myself I said you know why is this happening because I know these individuals have you know something and then I see a passenger and that passenger is wearing that individual's jacket or gloves or what have you and you know good on on the person that's getting on the back they're you know wearing something that may help protect them um likely not with a misfit but it's better than absolutely nothing so wheels got spinning and i actually didn't sleep that night um a lot of it because it it just scares me i've seen too much uh, loss and and time loss, work loss of folks that that needlessly have to take a leave from work or from their families or their you know enjoyment time because they've got you know that road rash, they've got that uh, twisted shoulder, they've got whatever it might be. 
um, that could have been minimized or prevented having worn full gear. So myself, I just started lending out my extra gear. I have a bit (laughs) and said, you know what? Like, no, just I'll go home. I'll throw it over top of my other gear and we'll come back with it. And then you can borrow it. And people started asking, well, do you have something that would fit this girl? Or, you know, Hey, my brother wants to go Just you know, do you have something that that okay i'm gonna need help here and a couple people said well hey you know i've got this extra jacket like did uh did your repair company need any extra leather or anything i said i'm not ripping apart a perfectly good jacket um is it okay if i lend it out to people oh yeah sure do whatever you want it's yours now and then it built from there and I actually got to a point where I reached out to the community and I said, look, I'm I'm seeing a lot of this and a lot of need. If anyone has anything that they've been trying to sell for some time or they just completely forgot they had and they're happy to give it away, I will take it. I will ensure that it is uh, crash worthy um, via repairing it in any way. Um, making sure that it's fully cleaned, conditioned, waterproofed, whatever the case may be uh, as per material. And uh, folks can get a hold and, and borrow it for, for a time being. Um, it, it served a tremendous purpose. Uh, we had an individual that came for a memorial ride and he was just going to be in a vehicle and he was pretty sad. It was his best friend. Um, we had a bike for him to borrow and nobody told me he was coming and then all of a sudden it it popped up and i said well heck i've got you know this going on had a couple of people that had just bought new helmets so they let him use the new helmet um being that i refused to carry helmets uh got him fully geared and he was able to go on the memorial ride and uh as well the young man's mother was able to go. That's Um, amazing. Yeah. It's to me is knowing that we've got those people to ride another day. Yeah. And that was, that was the most important thing. So I'm guessing it was like, I mean, you're doing all these, you work full time, you've got the rider repair, you, you know, you've got your equestrian world, you have a lovely boyfriend who takes up a lot of your time. I'm going to guess that it was just a decision to kind of take something off your plate as hard as that was. Um, part and parcel. And I actually have some good news. Oh, Didn't what's that? I want to tell you before. I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> so... It has closed down. However, I will be reopening another program um, in the same mindset. Uh, A lot of the issue was the era of gear or the visuality of it. A lot of folks, I don't want to wear that. That's from two years ago. (laughs) And as much as I tried saying you know what you'd be uh, out of fashion but you'll have your skin <laughs> yeah they it it turned into a lot of folks just weren't reaching out as much and then I was finding out that they were hiding from me 
No, literally, they were hiding from me. I'd pull up somewhere and they'd leave. Because <laughs> they didn't want to see me upset or sad and and start to think about that. So I did partly take it away to uh, just alleviate some time for my own personal things. Um, but as well that, that I saw that the lack of era, per se, it uh, pushed people to not borrow. So I'm going to look into some better options and open it up uh, potentially next season again to uh, be able to have people feel more inclined to utilize the lending. Library. That is awesome news because when you broke that news on Facebook, on the book of face, it, people were upset. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I could say words, but then we have to put expletive warnings on this mm. episode but people were upset that that was and I'm like I've got stuff that I might be you know donating in so well that's good to hear that it's going to come back in some altered fashion mm. and uh and be available to people oh we're getting an applause that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> the crowd is so happy um so yeah and then uh, the last point that we'll touch on in your writing career involvement in the community because it's like you and I are just so deeply involved in so yeah. many different things and you're like we had Corey on earlier to talk about the ghost bike pro mm -hmm. program in Ripham and you're heavily involved in that as well how do you keep up with all these different things or is it just because we love it so much that's why we do it uh I think that's probably the biggest part of it is that my passion for these things runs extremely deep. Um, I think you're probably one of the very few people who understands how deep. Yeah. Um, but I'm extremely organized to a fault. <laughs> so it's, it just, it comes natural for me. Yeah. And if someone else tosses something else on my plate, like saying, hey, Denise, how would you like to come in? And we would like to discuss some things with you on an amazing podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll be there. Which is great because you're also our very first in-studio guest. Oh! Our very first non-Zoom guest. That's because I'm technologically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier for you to come to studio. That's awesome. If I don't get lost. <laughs> so if anybody's wondering why the sound is impeccable on this uh, episode it's because uh, Denise is here yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah no I think uh, I, I echo your sentiments on being extremely organized um, Bryn our producer compliments me on that all the time um, easy person to work with when you have everything so far in advanced organized and stuff like that and and we have to if we want to take on all these things mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Denise, for coming in and uh, and having this conversation with me. I'm happy the Lending Library is coming back. Everybody has got some great information on Care for Gear now. Again, uh, what is the Facebook group? Uh, Our Facebook rider, page, sorry. Riders Repair and Alteration. And they can find you there if they have any questions or Absolutely. post into literally any, any Edmonton-based motorcycle group and we will tag her yeah. and she will reach back out. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you'd like, like us to cover or a guest you think would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on all the socials or reach out to us through our website at ab-amss.org or email us at info at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. We will see you out on the road.